0: James, can you totally believe it? We're going to E3. I've never been to E3 before. This is so exciting. (laughs) I can't wait.
1: Uh, Chrissy? What? I'm afraid I'm the bearer of bad news here. I got an email from the FC3 board. Our funding for the E3 trip has been canceled. What? That's not the half of it.
0: What are they going to do with it? They better not be getting Mick Foley
1: they're buying a giant laser to put Simmy's face on the moon and it's the old design of Simmy too.
0: oh not the new one that Pemi did for us? yeah oh my god you know who this smells of? Chris Frank
1: to be continued Good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time of day it is. Welcome once again to Gaming Street Irregulars. My name is James Irish, you're a video game rumor monger in chief, and joining me as always is the ever-informed Chrissy Harding. Hi everyone! And, well, it looks like we're stuck in Rochester, but uh, that's going to be just fine because E3 was digital only this year anyway!
0: Indeed, indeed it was.
1: Maybe that's why they canceled the funding.
0: That might be it, too. Although the space labor seems more like it. We all know Chris's desire to one day put Simmy's face on the moon.
1: Hmm. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for those who know, who listen to the Monkey Business Podcast, if you've listened to enough of them, you know that that is actually one of the things Chris wants to do.
1: Hmm. Yes. How, how very Cobra-esque of him.
0: Well, you know he's only, he's only a white cat away from uh, from becoming a supervillain.
1: Yeah, yeah. Juno's too pleasant to be a, a villain's pet. Juno,
0: you know if she doesn't know you, is <laughs> not oh. exactly pleasant. Juno, <laughs> once she realizes, oh wait, you bring food, then she loves you. Which I was kind of upset. We haven't had a June bug sighting in a while.
1: Ah, uh, true. But you did have a Bindi sighting last weekend.
0: We did. That was so, oh, Bindi's so cute. Bindi's big.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when Bindi was an itty bitty thing.
0: I'm trying to imagine that and I can't. <laughs> but she's a whole walk-in cocker spaniel full of... Love. so love. Full
1: of no object permanence.
0: None whatsoever.
1: <laughs>
0: she kept forgetting we were there. And yeah. then she started barking. Love Bindi. So let's get down to brass tacks.
1: Yes, yes. E three was a spin off of the consumer electronics show when it became when the video game portion of it just became bigger and bigger and bigger each year at the annual January show CES. And so mm-hmm. they just decided, well, maybe we should really just do our own show anyway. And they did it without blackjack and hookers. Yeah. Who knew? That that Futurama reference never gets old.
0: Never, it won't. Futurama, Futurama ages way too well. <laughs> it really does. But we had some big surprises this year. Some major announcements. The returning of some old favorites.
1: And uh, we will get into those in in a moment. But first, let's do a quick rundown of the major players at E3. Saturday, U- Ubisoft kicked things off. Sunday, we had presentations from Microsoft and Square Enix. On Monday, we had limited run games and a very disappointing Capcom presentation. Mm. And of course, Tuesday, Nintendo won the show very handily.
0: Easily, easily, easily. Everyone poo-poos Nintendo's presentation, but I think this year they're just like, okay, yeah, you can poo-poo us all you want. Have your cute little buggy games. Here's our finished, polished products. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Oh, you no. Know, one thing is, as I as I said on on um, Saturday at the picnic, there's a lot of things you can say about Nintendo. The one thing Nintendo doesn't do is it doesn't put a product out until it is until they are very confident in it that it is the best it can be. They did it with the Wii. They did it with the Switch. They any of their games. Like I don't know many Nintendo backed games that are put out by nintendo that require patches there's some i just there's just not enough not like um with the xbox games we're pushing this out because you want it oh by the way you gotta buy a patch
1: naturally or, or download it yeah. at least oh yeah so we we will get down to the nitty-gritty right after this break Well technically e3 started on Saturday, things actually got got going the Thursday beforehand with uh, Geoff Knightley's big show and there were a couple games there of note that really really got my attention and first up, well, you just heard a song from the, from that game series, but Metal Slug is finally making a, re- a return but I don't think I could have called it being. An isometric tactics game in the same vein as the Final Fantasy Tactics series.
0: Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that they're bringing to the Metal, Metal Slug series is they're actually bringing it back as a turn-based strategy game, which I think is a very bold move with Metal Slug.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of it's as close to the opposite as you can get from. The Contra-style sh- them up that Metal Slug is known for. You know, that and it's tech Savory like uh, graphical presentation.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, without going full-on RPG.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I like the trailer. I'm not a Metal Slug person, but I like the trailer enough to be like, hmm, maybe I'll borrow this one off of James. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, borrowing might be a little tricky. Right now, it's only announced for PC. Mm. So it's probably going to be only digitally distributed, at least at first. You know, if it takes off, we might see it come to the consoles. Uh, you know, I imagine it probably will, because this one's being published by Dot Emu, who uh, have regularly partnered with Sega on things like the Wonder Boy uh, revivals and Streets of Rage 4 and they're currently working on that new Ninja Turtles Shredders Revenge game that trailers have been doing the rounds over the last few months for. So they are good partners with the console uh, end of the business, too. Mm-hmm. So so hopefully we will see see this show up on Switch and uh, P- PlayStation and Xbox.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to come out down the line. I bet you they're going to probably see how the PC version does. Because this is such a departure from them, from from the from what is normally metal Metal Slug series, so maybe this is kind of like it's kind of like a play it safe. We could put it out, people download it. If it's a hit, we'll take it to the consoles. If it isn't, eh, we just keep it as a PC only game.
1: Although I imagine they're going to want to release recoup their money for that animated segment.
0: Oh, definitely, they'll they'll do something to get it back. They usually do.
1: Yeah, I imagine animating Fio alone cost them quite a bit of money. I've never seen her that animated
0: before. Oh, lordy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Japanese game developers, what you gonna do?
0: They're an interesting lot.
1: But also announced at at, uh, Jeff Knightley's event was the sequel to a game I actually just played for the first time yesterday as we record this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: did you ever play uh, theme hospital,
0: uh Chrissy? I have not
1: okay. Have you played the game that was inspired by it? Two Point hospital
0: I have played that
1: okay so so you got the general idea of what'll be coming when I say they're making a sequel to two point hospital called Two Point Campus really, yeah. Yeah, that instead of managing a hospital, you're managing a college. That's scary. A little bit, yeah. And, you know, topics include, like, gastronomy, which is cooking giant food. Mm-hmm. And there's night school, as in night with a K. I'm only groaning because I wish I thought of that pun 1st <laughs> You know the trailer shows clowns, wizards, odd sports activities, cyborgs, and a lot more. Promising much of the same tone as Two Point Hospital, which is to say, it's not going to take itself seriously whatsoever.
0: Which could be a good thing.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I you know, from what little I played at Two Point Hospital so far, it's incredibly charming and and it has a nice wit to it. So I. Hoping for more of the same from Two Point Campus in terms of humor and presentation, but I hope the new setting allows for some new mechanics and and new ideas to be uh, given voice. And, and I'm sure that's going to be the case. You know, th- these guys don't strike me as the type to just say, "Okay, here's the exact same what you love with just some new graphics." Th- that doesn't seem like them at all.
0: No, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do and. New mechanics because it cannot be the exact same thing as the other one. Yep. You know.
1: So there's going to be a 2022 release window for this one, and it is confirmed for all currently relevant platforms. So, you know, when I say all currently relevant platforms, you can just assume that's a shorthand for Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC formats. And also, once again, Sega will be handling publishing duties.
0: It's good to see they're still kicking.
1: Indeed. More than just Sonic and Yakuza games, anyway.
0: Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Although I have
1: heard some rumblings coming from Sega's direction that they're looking at their other franchises to see what they can revive. They're looking at things like Jet Set Radio again and like that. You know, we'll see what comes of it
0: I would be interested to see ToeJam jam and Earl in a current in a more in like a more modern setting like that game was such a, a 90s game like as a kid going back and playing like as a kid from the 90s going back and playing it like I can see all the dated references
1: yeah. <laughs> but there was a ToeJam jam and Earl game a few years back
0: hmm. I must have missed it.
1: Yeah, it's on Switch, too. Unfortunately, I missed it when Limited Run Games did their physical run of it. But we'll talk about them later on.
0: Indeed. So who's next on our uh, menu to talk about?
1: Well, there was only one presentation I really noticed Friday, and it came from Arcade One Up, the makers of those uh, physical uh, three-quarter scale replica arcade cabinets you see at places like Walmart and Best Buy and... uh, Mm-hmm. and costco and and uh, bjs and the like i've been keeping my eye on these guys because i love their countertop scale models and though there are some rumored ones coming out especially when i'm really looking forward to if it's actually true mm-hmm. they only announced something to the tune of four new three-quarter scale arcade cabinets So we're going to have their take on the Ms. Pac-Man Galaga Class of 81 Reunion uh, Arcade Cabinet, which you can still find in movie theaters and golf courses to this day. Mm -hmm. And in addition to the two uh, headline games, there's going to be 10 others, including some games that aren't frequently featured in Arcade 1-Up's products like Galaga 88, Tower of Druaga, and King and Balloon. Plus some really? of the standard Namco favorites like Dig Dug, Mappy, and Galaxian. Strangely, Ms. Pac-Man is going to be the only Pac-Man game in that cabinet. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Now, they're also returning to Capcom with a with another Street Fighter II cabinet. This one, a replica of the quote-unquote Big Blue Machine. You, you probably remember the one that it was all blue, had this huge oversized marquee. I think it first showed up around the time of street fighter two championship edition.
0: Yeah. I remember that. That was, I remember that being in, um, at Seabreeze actually.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that one will have a total of 12 games. There'll be no, about three different iterations of street fighter two. And there will be a bunch of Capcom games that have never been in an arcade one up cabinet, including Knights of the round Saturday night, slam masters, and this one got my heart racing all three dark stalkers games <gasps> no yes
0: oh my god yes. i've i've never seen those in the wild i've only played them on emulation cuz they're you can't find them like <gasps> i'm saving up my money now for this cabinet
1: yeah if you have room at your new place
0: we just will stash it at your place
1: Oh, if i have room at my place then
0: <laughs> or we could hide it in chris's basement maybe he never goes down there
1: there's also going to be a Simpsons cabinet really yeah this one it's only gonna have two games one being of course the konami uh side-scrolling brawler and the mm-hmm. other being Simpsons bowling oh i remember that yeah that was a trackball game so there yeah. will be a trackball on this cabinet too and that's probably <laughs> yep <laughs> that's probably why it's gonna be a little more expensive part of why it's going to be a little more expensive than past arcade one up offerings. There's also a big shipping matter that they're running into where the cost of shipping just one cabinet from overseas is something like 30 to 40 bucks. I'm hearing
0: that's a lot. Um, That is a lot. I will say though, for my friend, Jeremy, Germatello, Germatello read out there, Germatello. They are, I've just on their site here. They're actually also putting out for um, pre-orders, Turtles in Time Cabinet Multi-4 player arcade game
1: Yep, that was the last one announced on Friday And it's basically a refresh Of their previous Turtles cabinet It's going to have the same games It's just they're using the artwork from Turtles in Time Instead of the original Turtles arcade mm-hmm. game So, you know, oh, you, you can basically pick which one you like That's, hey, good for them But as for me as And speaking of the Turtles I'm mm-hmm. waiting for the Countercade version Which Ooh. is going to be two players Only, but it's gonna be itty bitty and fit practically anywhere. So that—that's what I'm looking. That's what I want.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, but you know, as of right now, that's just rumor.
0: Fair. Now, I do have a question because this pop up with me as I was kind of watching this, and then I was having watching some of um, the people who more hardcore watch E3 than than I do. My cousin, Mark, um, for one, because he used to actually do write um, stories about it. Now, what's the difference between E3 and Summer Game Fest?
1: Well, that's a good question, actually, because I've barely even paid much heed to Summer Game Fest. Let me look that up.
0: Because they actually cooped out a couple of announcements from E3. Uh, Hijo Kojima actually announced a director's cut of Death Stranding. Elden Rings, one of the more anticipated games uh, for this upcoming year, uh, was actually announced at Game Fest. Summer oh, Game for goodness' Fest. sake!
1: Summer Game Fest was the GF Nightly event I was talking about earlier.
0: Oh, okay. So, okay. So it, it's, they just gave it a different name. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I guess it's just a different organization. <laughs>
0: One leads into the other because it doesn't it doesn't feel like they 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 compete. It's just one comes, but one when one ends, the other one starts.
1: right. And like- you know, Geoff Knightley's the host of the video game awards at the end of the year on Spike. So his name carries some weight with game <laughs> publishers and PR folks. So that, you know, that would be why they'd want to be on his show.
0: Yeah. But it was just like one of those like, huh, what's this? So oh, that explains everything.
1: So, on Saturday, E3 got started in earnest with Ubisoft, and, well, my first impression was, it happened and that's it. Because Ubisoft is leaning more and more on their core franchises, and they're not doing too much in terms of new IPs. You know, We've got a new Assassin's Creed game coming out, and it feels further and further afield from the series' core concept. We go, you know, Far Cry Six is art was something that was already announced, they just had a trailer fleshing out its story. There are yet more Rainbow Six games. You know, those seem to never end. And what did we have that wasn't a sequel? Well, there were two things that jumped out at me. The, the first was James Cameron's Avatar.
0: I know. When I first heard they were making an Avatar game, this is how much I don't pay attention to Jean cameron's movie i thought it was actually avatar in the last airbender
1: oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure i wasn't the only one that was like there's an avatar game what it's the movie oh screw that <laughs> sorry
1: yeah apparently yeah, sorry. this uh this smurfs in space game was announced in 2017 and i missed it entirely back then it's gonna be a new story set on Pandora, no, not the planet from Borderlands, where you play as a Navi and explore oh. the as-yet unseen western frontier.
0: Although it would be more interesting if it was placed on Pandora from
1: Borderlands. I'd I'd be especially interested if you had Avatar the Last Airbender on Pandora from Borderlands.
0: <laughs> Take my money now. <laughs>
1: It'd, it'd be much more interesting than Smurfs do Dances with Wolves.
0: Fair. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, the other game that they announced, which actually, if you have not played this game, it's actually a lot of fun. And that's Mario and the Rabbids.
1: Oh, yes, yes. that That's a sequel coming out for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Sparks of Hope.
1: Yep. The plot going on with that is there's Rabbits being fused with Rosalina's uh, Lumids, mm-hmm. I think they're called. Loomies, and yep. and that and they're these big energy sources, and suddenly people, all these different factions are scrambling to get a hold of them. There's a new mysterious uh, rabbit character who doesn't look like anything we've seen in the Mario games or the Rabbit games, for that <laughs> matter. Let alone the Rayman games that the Rabbit games have spun off of. Poor Rayman.
0: Oh my God, Rayman is such a fun, fun, fun game.
1: Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen a new Rayman in a while.
0: They, Yeah, they've remade stuff, but they just haven't. Yeah, but, you know, come on, Ubersoft, get on that.
1: Well, back to this uh, Mario Rabbids game. What's going to be new this time is instead of being tile-based, your movement is more free-roaming. Ooh. So you, you're going to have a lot more options in this go-round.
0: Well, that'll, be, that'll actually be fine. I think it was the one issue I had with it was, of course, I was also playing it back to back with pa- the new pa- uh, Paper Mario Origami King. And it was just like the the tile-based movement, the center. I was like, I kept getting the controls mixed up between the two of them. I was like, I'm over this. Just let me kill stuff. Or jump on it. I don't
1: care. All right. Now, for me, there was one game that made me reassess my uh, take on Ubisoft's presentation. And it was Riders Republic which you're probably surprised because mm-hmm. I'm not much of a sports gamer.
0: No, that was but that one actually looked pretty good.
1: Yeah. Now, this intrigued. game seems to have some inspired lunacy to it. You know, at at first blush you'd be forgiven for looking at it and thinking, "Oh, it's just BMX Fortnite." But the this extreme sports sandbox title includes snowboarding, trick contests, jetpack gliding, and rocket-powered pedal bikes. Let me say that slower and louder for those in the back. Rocket-powered pedal bikes. That one concept just warmed my cynical heart. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft is launching that one on September 2nd, and I'm going to be watching for the reviews on that one.
0: Yeah, that one sounds interesting. That, that kind of, that kind of like, it's going to be one of those games where even if you're not a sports gamer, you're just going to do it just for the sheer lunacy of it all.
1: Yeah. That was really the only big presentation I saw on Saturday, so let's move on to Sunday and Microsoft.
0: Ah, yes, Microsoft.
1: Yeah, these guys aren't playing around anymore, folks. They've, They've been laying groundwork to catch up with Sony for some time now, and the fruits of their labors are starting to ripen. Are any of these games Microsoft presented necessarily things that are going making me jump and scream, this is what I've been waiting for, and direct me to the Xbox Series X, as opposed to the PlayStation 5? Well, maybe one game, but it scarcely seems to count since it's also coming to PS5. And that game would be Double Fine's Psychonauts 2. Oh, yes. It's been a long time coming for this game. Uh, you know, Tim Schaefer's original Psychonauts dates back all the way to the original Xbox days. But looking at the footage of this platformer which, with its mix of Tim Burton-esque character designs and absolutely wild locations with flashing neon structures contrasting other, much darker locales, I have to believe that if the gameplay can match the presentation, this could be Schaefer's magnum opus. And considering his career, that's saying something.
0: Yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be an interesting game. I don't know if it's going to be the one. They they released, they were talking about so many games that they're like, these are launch day titles. I think that was like out of the crew other than that one and A Plague Tale. Those were really like the only two that I sat there. I'm like, huh, maybe I'll play that. Well,
1: what they what they mean by launch titles is almost every game that Microsoft is offering It will launch on Game Pass the same day it launches for purchase on their marketplace and in stores. Mm -hmm. So if you are a Game Pass subscriber, you'll be able to access these games at no additional charge right away. Microsoft is betting big on their answer to Netflix. And you got to wonder if this is going to work or not, because this is still a very new idea for video games.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I think with this thing, it is their game to lose. Like, they, they, they've they set the bar very high for themselves with their, e, their E3 presentation. They have a tendency to do it almost every year.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: the amount of games that they were listing, um, Jack Sparrow coming to Sea of Thieves. Yes. You know, a new a new uh, snowboarding game called Shredders. You know, uh, Starfield actually looks really cool. Uh, That's um, Bashida's sci-fi RPG. Bethesda. Bethesda. I always mess it up. No matter what I do, I always mess it up. Um, That's actually been 25 years in the making. This game has been talked about for over 25 years about this game, Starfield. And we finally got to see an in-game footage of the game.
1: Yep it's an open world sci-fi series it's sketched to launch November 11th of this year and it will be an Xbox exclusive
0: actually which... 2020 20, 2022.
1: 2022 that it, that's what I meant to say yeah. thank you for the correction
0: no problem I don't want people being like you said
1: right yeah. yeah yeah I mean this would
0: probably this would probably be the one that would get people to go for the the new Xbox
1: Yeah, since Microsoft purchased Bethesda last year, you know, most of their franchises are already so deeply entrenched on PlayStation, you know, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Wolfenstein, and so Mm. on, that in order for Microsoft to get the most bang out of their buck as far as driving people to their platforms, they're going to need those exclusive games, and this could be the one that does it.
0: Yeah, the other one that will probably be the other to get. So for the people who are not into Starfield, they may actually fall into Redfall, which actually is another a game from Arkane, um, Arcane Studios. The gist of it is pretty much this: a bunch of young people with supernatural powers fighting vampires, and yes, there is a purple Tardis in the game.
1: Yeah, th- this this actually caught my eye because some of the de- ca- character designs are really really cool in fact there was a a black female character who was the center of of the trailer and a lot a lot of cosplayers i follow have been getting looking at her and like okay you've got my attention Mm -hmm. so hopefully this game gives her a good characterization to go along with that cool look but mostly i'm just here for the vampires because i'm tired of zombies
0: yeah, I think vampires is a nice twist on the whole thing. Everyone, everyone goes for, goes for you know, they go for the zombies. Like, vampires haven't been used all that much. Of course, I also blame Twilight for that. Screw you, sparkles. So I love the fact that with this, and even looking at some of the the design for the vampires, it looks like they're actually going for more of the, kind of the more old school Romanian style, not the... Handsome, sleek, sexy—okay, vampire. They're going for the more. Oh, this is undead people. <laughs> so I kind of like that design.
1: So Redfall is place. due summer of next year. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll we'll be keeping our eyes on that one. But if you're not tired of zombies yet, you, you there's still plenty of that going around with uh, Back for Blood from Left for Dead creators Turtle Rock. Oh yes. Yeah, that's going to be a team-based game. One team of players are the human survivors, and the other team are playing specialized zombies distinct from the horde of mindless mind-eaters.
0: Mm.
1: So, you know, playing as the zombies is at least a somewhat new twist.
0: Well, you know, it's I, I want more games where you get to play the bad guy. Hmm. That's kind of why I like the, the, the Friday the 13th game that came out that was online. Where every you know you x amount of people sign in plus whoever else you get on the web, and then one person ends up playing Jason. Okay, which is really fun, um, and no one stands a chance.
1: <laughs> As for Back for Blood, that one will be out appropriately enough on October eighth of this year.
0: They also announced, for those of you guys who like JRPG games, they announced the Udin Chronicles. It's actually two games. One will be out in 22, one will be out in 23. So this is one of the few... Uh, J Because Xbox took a lot of heat <laughs> back in the O's, aughts, for not having a whole lot of JRPG games. So it feels like now like we're in the... Twenty like twenty twenties, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we heard your criticism. Here's a game, two of them." And it's like, "You're you're a little late, dude."
1: Well, it's not like they didn't try beforehand. Uh, Don't forget about Blue Dragon from um, the Xbox three hundred and sixty era.
0: The I I to me the Xbox three hundred and sixty era. That's not an era. That's its own like century Mm. of really good games that came out. Fair enough. And and the one thing I liked about the one was your 360 games were backwards compatible um with it but but even you know but i've still yet to really see on the one like an actual like good game that like a good rpg game that grabs you so i have high hopes for this one as an as an rp player
1: yeah, it's, it's a little hard for Microsoft to get those JRPGs when their systems have such a hard time gaining traction in Japan in the first place.
0: This is true. A lot
1: of the developers for those are going to be like, this won't sell to our main audience.
0: No, but that's when you want to try to get the uh, translation rights.
1: Hmm, fair.
0: But, uh, you know, you got
1: to convince them to port it to the Xbox in the first place.
0: That's true, too. But a good role-playing game that if you really want to have some st- really morbid sense of humor with is the tongue-in-cheek trailer for outer worlds 2
1: okay tell me a little bit about that one
0: so pretty much this is sums up the trailer and anyone who's played outer worlds you know what i'm talking about suddenly and for no apparent reason people are running this pointless show slow motion shot makes everything seems cool like outer Worlds is a sci-fi rp rpg game that picks on itself and in 2019 it was kind of a sleeper hit so i'm glad that they're doing a sequel to it and they're not making us wait 20 years
1: okay cool
0: yeah so that's a that was a really cool one to see uh the one that my friend dino got really excited about was age of empires four is finally coming out actually this year on october 28th and um it's a it's one of those kind of like sims games Except you can try to take over the
1: world. Okay. Now the other games from Microsoft that caught my attention are some uh, some of their their PC experiences making the jump to consoles for the first time, or at least the first time in a long time, including mm-hmm. Microsoft Flight Simulator.
0: Oh my God! I saw that it was like they. I'm like, no, no.
1: Yeah. And they did. It's coming out next month, July 27th. Yeah. Hot off its induction into the Strong Museum of Plays Video Game Hall of Fame back in May. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think there's a person alive who did not play Flight Simulator. I don't mm. think, I, and if you didn't, you're too young. <laughs> That's just stating how young you are.
1: And Microsoft also promised uh, two things for this game there will be an expansion based on Top Gun.
0: Mm. And
1: there will be a proper flight control yoke for the game coming from the same development team that behind the, the game itself. Yep. For those who can afford that massive, massive controller. I've seen the picture of this and... Uh, Good luck, peeps. Yeah. And Age of Empires is coming to consoles with its <laughs> fourth mainline entry in the series. That'll be on Xbox on October 28th.
0: Also coming out too, for our Halo fans, uh, Halo Infinite is getting kind of revamped a little bit, but it's going to have a multiplayer mode that's free to play. I think Microsoft learned when they kept trying to get us for pay to play. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be out by the end of this year.
1: Yeah, I unfortunately don't have terribly much else to say because... I know very little about Halo. Don't worry, so
0: do I. I just know that there's people out there that worship this game. So I'm like, hey, guys, by the way, here it is. They revamped it. It's free to play, not pay to play like they tried to do God knows how many years ago. And that blew up in their face. And it's going to be out by the end of the year. So our Halo fans and first-person shooters, chill.
1: Yeah. And finally, I do want to mention the next installment of Forza Horizon. The fifth installment, to be precise, will be out on November 9th.
0: Now, this one takes place in Mexico, right? I think so. Yeah. They're they're promising
1: more cars, more realism, and more me not being really interested in realistic car games.
0: The coolest thing, I think, was what looked like Mayan architecture in the background. Like, I thought that was like, oh, that's kind of a cool rendering of of that. To be fair. But other than that, I was just like, oh, it's a racing game. Another game called Crash and Die for Chrissy. Hmm.
1: That basically encapsulates. Oh yeah, and Hades is coming to Xbox for the, and PlayStation for the first time later this year.
0: <laughs> now all you Xbox people can know what us Switch people are talking about when we talk about how good this game is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I haven't played it, and even I know it's brilliant.
0: Oh my but god! I will play the... it soon. You will. Yep.
1: I just got to get through through Two Point Hospital and Pokemon Snap first.
0: I'm going for my net my. Rerun through a Breath of the Wild in anticipation mm. of the sequel whenever they decide.
1: Yeah, and we'll have more details out. on that shortly. Mm-hmm. But Microsoft wasn't the only company with a major presentation. Square Enix also took up residence on Saturday's schedule. Mm hmm. And they had a,
0: they had a pretty packed lineup too.
1: Yeah, but. Uh, at the same time, it wasn't as packed as it could have been because they had recently done their Final Fantasy Festival prior to this. So that's where a lot of the really big mainline Final Fantasy game announcements were. hmm But that's not to say Final Fantasy didn't have a presence. No, well, it always
0: does, people. It's square.
1: And that presence, half of it was welcomed with open arms, and half of it was mocked.
0: <laughs> Come on, we have to mock something.
1: Well, yeah, but Where? they made it so easy on us.
0: I think they just wanted to. I think they just. I think they just gave us a you know kind of the okay, guys. Here you go. Woof. Have fun.
1: <laughs> We're talking about Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Yes, that's the full title. They didn't even put a colon in there to separate Stranger of Paradise and Final Fantasy Origin.
0: Nope. They just decided if you're, we're going to just make you all go for it.
1: And this is a reimagining of ideas from the very first Final Fantasy, including a battle against Garland. And the characters, it looks like they wandered out of a Hot Topic executive's dream from the late 90s. It's not wrong. (laughs) And this, I mean, I, for goodness sakes, this lead character starts wearing just a black t-shirt.
0: Oh my god, it's every wannabe Goth's dream. I've seen stuff like this at Vertex.
1: And all he talks about through the entire trailer is killing chaos. Now, chaos, for those who don't know, is the end boss of the original Final Fantasy. So that statement in context sounds a little less odd. Mm -hmm. But still, all I want... Is to kill chaos. chaos. Ugh,
0: just... The character development just kills you right there. That's yeah. that's the extent of character development in this game. I I'm, I'm can't say that. I haven't played it. I'm going off of the trailer. But I'm also of the mindset of my... Th- Part of me is like, wow, my three-year-old goddaughter comes up with more complex storylines oh. <laughs> than this. <laughs> like, wow, we should put Amelia in charge of this thing.
1: Now, fortunately for Final Fantasy fans, there was also the announcement of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Which looks so cool.
1: Yeah, these are one-to-one ports of the classic 8- and 16-bit Final Fantasy games. And especially in the case of Final Fantasy VI and, I believe, Final Fantasy IV, these are going to be much needed because the previous pre-releases of those were based on the mobile versions and a lot of people did not like what they did with the graphics there.
0: Yeah, so this one is actually going to be on Steam and on mobile. Uh, each of the games will be sold individually, and they are set to release soon?
1: So, we Question. don't know when, but soon.
0: Apparently soon. Um, we all know in GameSpeak that could be tomorrow to twenty year, 25 years from now. I'm still not letting you forget that. About 25 years for Starfield. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. 25 freaking years. Even I remember it being talked about when I was younger. But my one thing that I'm excited over is Legend of Mana.
1: All right. Tell us a little more about that one, Chrissy.
0: So... I'm a huge fan of the Mana series. So Legend of Mana is actually one of the many um, Mana games that was the spinoff from Final Fantasy. Legend of Mana, I believe, had never really had a U.S. release on a console. If it was on anything, it was usually, um, I think, believe it was mobile that they actually released it. From what I've seen of the trailer with the artwork and the and the anime and the animation sequences, this is going to be gorgeous and I'm really excited about it. And that's actually going to be coming on June 24th.
1: So yeah, by the time you are listening to this podcast, it'll be out.
0: And Chrissy will probably be diving into it and playing it when I, mean, I should be packing to move. Um <laughs> So
1: Now, Life uh, is Strange fans got a lot over this course of this uh, set of announcements. The Life is Strange Remastered Collection, which collects the first two games, and the side story Before the Storm, that's mm-hmm. coming out on September 30th, and just about half a month before that will be the new game in the series, Life is Strange True Colors, I haven't played any life and strange games, but I know these have a huge following. I believe SM Zelda Rules adores these games, so we'll have to talk to her about them sometime.
0: I would say you should play these because you'll enjoy them. Like they are really good. It has a good story. It doesn't drag. It just it keeps it just keeps you going one right after the other.
1: Okay, and we're gonna have to make this next part quick because. There was a very large Marvel presence at the Square Enix Festival. Mm-hmm. There's a new Guardians of the Galaxy game coming out October 26th. And they were very specific to say there's no online mode, there's no DLC, there's no microtransactions. Apparently, they learned their lesson from their Avengers game.
0: Which, speaking of which...
1: Yeah, that's getting a Wakanda expansion, include, l- allowing you to play as Black Panther for the first time in that game.
0: Mm-hmm. And it also, um, you have Suri, Okokia, and Dora Meleje.
1: Yeah, you mean uh, Okoye and Shuri.
0: Okoye and Shuri, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I screw up these names. If I don't practice them or yell them out in a classroom, I'm not going to remember them. <laughs> sorry. But, yeah, that's actually, um, that's actually one of the... Um, one of the downloads, along with the Cosmic Cube event later this month, including a new beating the odds villain sector and a cosmic threat event.
1: And they also showed off Babylon 5, which was uh, announced two years ago, and now it's going to be uh, a a live service a- a game, which is to say it's going to be following the same sort of model as your Fortnite's and, and like that, as far as subscription and microtransactions and things like that oh god <laughs> yeah I,
0: have, I thought we learned our lessons from last time stop with nope. the microtransactions just stop it
1: nope if you're gonna have an online game you're gonna need to pay for those servers somehow true i, I have to agree with you we do need a better model for that mm-hmm. but that was basically square enix I mean, it wasn't the worst presentation but there was definitely some things that could be improved upon
0: yeah, it definitely was very heavy in already established franchise franchises. Some things to make people who are retro gamers are, are kind of part of the nostalgia kick to enjoy with the pixel remastering and Legend of Mana being re-released uh, to, you know, now to, you know, North American and PALS regions. But I mean, other than that, like, it's really weird. Like, they kind of were playing it safe. Like usually, like I feel like majority of the majority of the presentators, they were just expanding on already established franchises with games that we already kind of knew were coming. Like there was no real big surprise so far.
1: Indeed, and the same could be said, but even more so for Capcom the following mm-hmm. day. Capcom's presentation was already going to be short; it was twenty-two minutes, but they did not announce a single new game.
0: No. They had
1: it- new details on a pair of monster hunter titles. They showed off some gameplay footage from an Ace attorney collection they're localizing for the first time. There was some material on Resident Evil 8 village getting new de- downloadable content, though
0: they mm-hmm. didn't really
1: specify what. And they had a report from their uh, from their eSports division that did not have a single new game announcement to it not even an announcement of when downloadable characters for street fighter five are going to be coming along for the remaining uh, few characters that are left. Yeah. I was watching that with hurricane kitten and we were all heartbroken at how bad this presentation was. I was like, I rushed home for this.
0: Yeah. I will say this though, for Capcom, I think theirs was probably the most honest presentation. They literally were like, we got nothing here's what we have. We're not going to make any false promises. We're not going to say, look at these games that we're developing. Like, we're just going to, this is what we have that's coming out. This is what you need to, this is what we look forward to. We're not going to have you pin any hopes and dreams on a new Mega Man game or a new Street Fighter content. We're just going to say, this is what we got and this is what we got for the next year.
1: So... Hopefully Capcom will have more to present later this year when they're ready. They usually have a San Diego Comic-Con presence, but that's not really happening this year.
0: No, yeah, no, because I don't I don't think the San Diego Comic-Con is going to be...
1: That's going to be happening in November.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it's going to have as huge of a presence as it used to with COVID no. and everything.
1: No, almost and certainly honest- not.
0: And honestly, to the people who organize it, if you are listening to us, don't know why you would, but hey... From one comic book convention to another, guys, do what you have to do to keep your patrons safe Safe once this thing is calmed down again and, and people are actually behaving. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys blow it out of the water just as you do every year.
1: So also on Monday was Limited Run Games, and they actually had a few new games to announce. The one Ooh. that caught my eye was River City Girls 2. You know, this is the first time we have heard that there is going to be a sequel to the surprise hit based on the classic River City Ransom game from the NES. And it's, you know, it's currently in development by WayForward, who are one of the crown princes of indie game development. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, on top of that, they announced River City Girls, the original, is coming to PS5. And there's a previously unlocalized Kunio-kun game that actually acted as the inspiration for River City Girls, being brought to the states and PALS regions for the first time sometime later, either later this year or early next year. They're, they're calling it River City Girls Zero. Way forward has turned this into a small cottage industry.
0: Hey. Yeah, yeah, whatever works. <laughs> and the other thing they also announced too, and I don't know if, if you remember playing this on the Super Nintendo Zombies Ate My Neighbor and Ghoul Patrol are getting a combo pack release for the Switch and PS4 with Collector's Editions.
1: I've already got mine (laughs) pre-ordered.
0: Plus, you can also scoop up uh, the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo releases for these as well. So, if y'all want... I mean, you want a game that's fun, and LucasArts did a great job with both of these games. It's just a fun time to play. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, you can just, you'll just have a good, you'll just have a ball.
1: So I'm going to quickly run down some of the other interesting announcements. RetroMania Wrestling will be getting a physical release. Love that game. Mm-hmm. Physical release of, speaking of Kunio-kun, the Double Dragon and Kunio-kun Retro Brawler Bundle, which packages up a bunch of the NES and Super NES games in those series and actually freshens them up so like for Super Dodgeball all the flicker is gone.
0: Oh, that's going to be so much better.
1: Yeah, it's already available for digital download, but this will be a physical version and that's kind of what I want. Yeah. And, you know, Contra Anniversary Edition which is a 10 game collection of that series is, is getting a physical release and for the first time ever... The TurboGrafx-CD game, Castlevania Rondo of Blood, is coming to America. Woo! Yeah, that that game's come out in other form, formats for other systems, but this is the first time its original incarnation will be available in the States, because a lot of Castlevania fans drooled over that game, and it never showed up here except in a modified form on the Super Nintendo.
0: Yeah. It's um it was one of those games that used to be play any way you can but now that we're actually going to get a physical release here in the states this is definitely one for my retro gamers please pick it up while it's out because I am tired of hearing you all whine about how there's no physical copies so
1: And there will also be a it. physical version paired with Symphony of the Night on PS4.
0: Oh yes. That's going to be a good one there, and that's going to be called uh, Castlevania Requiem, which is in time for some of with some of the uh, what was it the ending of the Castlevania cartoon actually,
1: and soon to be the beginning of the next incarnation of the Castlevania cartoon featuring characters from Rondo of Blood. Mm-hmm.
0: Perfect timing, guys. Releasing that one in physical form now, people can play it and watch the cartoon.
1: Now, just please give us some new Castlevania games, Konami i'm begging you here okay
0: konami i don't think i konami has doubled down into the app games because they make more money with the app games you kind of saw it when they got rid of uh, kojima
1: (laughs) i know i know we've talked about this a lot but at the same time they've been farming out other franchises to smaller independent studios why not castlevania
0: you know, I I'm not quite sure. I think it's it's one of, it's kind of like why isn't has has Capcom not put out a new Mega Man game in a while?
1: Well, don't forget about 11.
0: That's actually you're right. I'm actually kind of a, I forgot about 11. Of course, that also told you how much I paid attention to 11 when <laughs> it came out. I'm like, "Really? Really?" Now, okay. So, who's next on our list to go through and criticize, critique and be excited about?
1: Well, looking at the time, we're only going to really have time for Nintendo. But that's fine.
0: Yeah, Nintendo. In my opinion, they probably pulled out the games that everybody was wanting. Like they kind of delivered with what mm-hmm. we wanted information on.
1: For, and for so, and they opened with well, they had to open with the next Smash character because well, Smash anticipation is never not big. Nope. And this and this delivered all right because. Finally, Namco, who has been assisting with Smash development since the Wii U and 3DS incarnations, gets their second representative in the game. It is Kazuya Mishima from Tekken.
0: Woo! I I do like this character.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he looks like a close combat monster. One of his moves is a whopping 10-hit combo.
0: Oh, yeah. He's he's bringing the brawling gameplay and, and dragon powers to this, to this game series. This is going to be fun to Not watch. Not to mention his
1: demon transformations.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I think that's actually why he was chosen, because he's that middle ground of the main Tekken protagonists. And that, you know, Heihachi has the Mishima fighting style, while uh, Jin Kazama has the... As the demon stuff, but uh, Kazuya has both.
0: He's gonna be an all-around fighter.
1: Mm-hmm. Which and at this at press time, this leaves just one more Smash Brothers downloadable character yet to be revealed.
0: Well, which one's that one?
1: Well, like I said, it's yet to be revealed.
0: Oh. Sorry, I thought you may have had some inside information there.
1: Oh, if only.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I wish so- I could tell you that I knew it would be Shantae. Ah. Uh- But uh, it's probably, if I were a betting man, it's either going to be a Nintendo character to cap it off, or or it might be Rayman, who some eagle-eyed folks spotted something that sure looks a lot like him in the Final Destination stage.
0: Oh my god, that would be awesome if it was Rayman.
1: So Nintendo, they dropped a major bomb. On Metroid fans as well, because while Metroid Prime Four is still in development, heck, we're getting a new 2D Metroid for the first time in forever.
0: Oh my god! And this is, and it's continuing for where What was it? Fusion left off at? I believe so. Yeah, it's gonna. It's continuing where Fusion left off. So, no, guys, we're probably not gonna get, you know, the 40, but this one here, looking at the playing gameplay trailer metroid dread is what it's called Mm -hmm. and i just cannot i i'm not a metroid fan i'm fan i play the games but it's not like my go-to when i want a game to play i play when it's like yeah i'm bored of everything else let me play this i'm sure i just pissed off a lot of metroid fans but this looks good like this may be the game that can really converts me into a hardcore metroid fan and that's coming october 8th
1: yeah i will be in line for that just like I will be in line on September 10th for another series getting a long overdue revival, WarioWare! (laughs)
0: Oh my goodness, the co-op game. Yeah, this one's going to actually feature co-op, which is the first time in this series. And it is so awesome that WarioWare is coming back. Those were the two shockers, I think, for Nintendo. No one expected a new Metroid game or a new Wario game. I think those were the two things that weren't on anyone's radar.
1: Absolutely. And what's going to be nice about the co-op is every character is going to have different abilities. So you're going to have to figure out how they interact with each of the mini-game challenges, mm-hmm. which is going to add a lot of gameplay depth.
0: Oh, easily.
1: But there was easily. another revival we didn't expect. And Nintendo's partnering up with WayForward for this one. They're bringing back Advance Wars. I saw
0: that one and two remastering some of some of the classics. Um, And it's going to be called it's called Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp.
1: What a clever pun!
0: I know. Um, Another big announcement from them too was a new Super Monkey Ball series. Uh,
1: I don't think it's a new series. This looks more like a compilation of. uh... Of their oh, past right. games,
0: yeah, it's of the first two. It's a remake of the first two titles,
1: right? But um, it is giving getting a, a new title, Banana Mania.
0: Oh yeah, the other game that was coming out that um, people who are a fan of this series was waiting to hear uh, about uh, hearing a release date for of November twelfth was Shin Megami Tensi 5. Have you ever played this series?
1: No, but I've heard a lot about it.
0: It is a really good series. Um, As a ghost hunter, you kind of play around with different demons, you're battling them, you're tracking them down. There's a new storyline with each game. And I have not played the first one because that's a Japanese only release. I played two and I played three and four. And two was by pure dumb luck that I found a patch of the Mm -hmm. game to translate it for me. This is a really good series fans of this we've been waiting for five to be to be announced they now officially announced it it was initially uh teased in 2017 when they were talking about the switch and we saw some gameplay of it but now it is going to be released on november 12th so i will see you all in line (laughs)
1: I think we really owe the Persona series, which is a spinoff of Shimigami Tensai mm-hmm. for its current presence here in the States, because when these games were originally coming out, Nintendo of America would not touch them with a 39 and a half foot pole for all the references to demons and all the religious references and all the scantily clad women. It was just too much for the localization team to say, okay, and you got oh. to fix this. You got to fix this. You got to fix this. And,
0: yeah, they were just like, forget it, it's not worth it. And then, last but not least...
1: Oh, we had Zelda announcements.
0: So, we do have Zelda announcements. The first one is, we finally got new footage of Breath of the Wild too.
1: Indeed.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah, the big new addition is this time you can adventure in areas up in the sky.
0: Yep, they're bringing... There was rumor they were going to bring Skyloft into this game. Um, Skyloft is actually where, if you played Skyward Sword, which is getting a remaster too. So
1: So now it all makes sense why it's getting its remaster.
0: Yeah. So Skyloft is one of the places in Skyward Sword where the first Link and Zelda came from. Skyward Sword explains the whole chaos cycle in Zelda with Demise and with Ganon and with all of the villains and how they keep coming back and why the cycle keeps, why there's always a cycle. Because the thing with Zelda is it's, once they've had enough games out, you start to see the pattern of reincarnation. So one, so it was cool to see this trailer because I always wanted to go back to Skyloft, which was really cool in Skyward Sword. So I'm glad that they're starting to take the little pieces of Zelda lore in this game that takes place in the future of Hyrule and is starting to thread them together. It's really cool.
1: Yep. And we don't have a full release date, but they are still aiming for 2022. It'll be ready when it's ready
0: exactly Uh, this is one thing i will say this about zelda fans yes we wanted a new trailer yes we were begging for a new trailer but we also want the game to be the best that nintendo can get so we're like just give us a trailer that's all we need when the game comes out we'll be ready for it just just give us a trailer no you didn't forget about it
1: in the meantime in addition to the re-release of skyward sword Mm -hmm. there is going to be something i thought was pretty neat a new Game & Watch portable device mm-hmm. featuring four games. And this feels like a much bigger value than the Mario one they had last year.
0: Yep, you're getting the first two Zelda games, Link's Awakening, and I think, what is it, Link to a, a Pass was just announced to be on it too?
1: Hmm, I'm not sure about that, but I do know there is a Link-centric version of the Game & Watch title Vermin.
0: Yes, that's it. No, there was, yeah, not Link to the Pass. You're right. It is the ver- uh, link-centric vermin. So,
1: and of course, there will be an interactive clock, keeping with the game and watch theme, because those little devices doubled as clocks.
0: They did. Um, there's, I think they they're gonna do it. It's an interactive clock, and there's another part of it too. Ah, uh, it was an inter- something else that was interactive too. That was like, oh, it's a clock and this. That's cool. Hmm. And I can't remember what it was. Ugh. It'll hit. Me. You know when it will hit me? It will hit me. When we get done. Yeah. That's usually when it does. Yeah, that's my most exciting thing was they finally are like, all right, guys, it is going to be 2022. So it's like, okay, 2022, we're going to slightly hold you to that. But if you tell us you got to move it again because of development and making sure it's perfect, we're okay with that.
1: Now, there was one little thing that slipped out that I want to discuss last that Mm -hmm. uh, came to light via the Australian ratings board after E3 came and went. Mm-hmm. We might be getting another retro Castlevania collection.
0: I heard that rumor.
1: Yeah, it's parent- it went up
0: and then it went right back down. It was like it was like it was up and then it was like, oh wait, no, not yet, down.
1: Fortunately, screen captures are forever. Exactly. What it revealed was a compilation called Castlevania Advance Collection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, at minimum, we're going to be getting the three Castlevania games for the Game Boy Advance. And those were pretty good. The third yeah. one in particular was Sublime. Aria of Sorrow, if I remember correctly.
0: Yep, Aria of Sorrow was the third one that we got, which was which Aria of Sorrow is just a great game anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that wasn't too surprising that we got, that that came out and was such a good game.
1: Hopefully that'll get a physical edition since Limited Run Games has uh, such a good working relationship with Konami right now, but... This is one I'll be willing to double dip on.
0: Oh, me too. It's it's one of it's one of the better games, so I can't wait to see. Cause, like I said, it went up and it went down. It was like, here it is. Oh no, wait, we didn't mean to take it down. And it's like, dudes, really? Just at that point, the cat's out of the bag. Just leave it up. Don't put a price on it. Don't let us buy it. Just put it up there. Let's let us salivate a little bit. Then you can jack up the price, and we'll pay for it.
1: Right. So anything else we wanted to discuss while we're while we're on the subject of E3 and all these announcements?
0: Um, I think it wasn't it wasn't it was a good it was good. It wasn't one of their best.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, game announcements are becoming more and more decentralized
0: mm-hmm. as,
1: as time goes on. I, I wonder how long E3 is going to continue in this current form.
0: I, th- I think for game announcements, I don't the thing with e3 and this is one of one of the things my cousin who does who did go to it for a number of years the big thing with e3 was not even so much the game announcements it was being able to actually go to the booths and play the games and play the, de- the and play the game and play the demo and get a feel for the game so people could write up about what the game was like you kind of lose that when all you're stuck with is trailers and some executive talking about what's coming And it just goes to be like, blah, 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 blah.
1: And unfortunately, trailers and executive blathering is cheaper.
0: Yeah. Well, that was one of the things. Like, Microsoft had it down to an art. They had a couple of Xboxes. Each one had a new game on it. You let them know what game you wanted to try. They had you play the game. And then they would have, like, whoever the developer was, they're talking with you about the game or whoever the programmer or graphic design artist so it was that you know and and he's you know he's like they have these gaming systems sitting around in warehouses that they can easily bring out or put a prototype out and just let us drool over it he's he goes honestly it's probably cheaper than trying to put together a presentation and have one of your executives on their day off come in and be paid just to sit there and talk naturally so but you know going virtual you know i think They did good with what they were stuck with. Yeah. I think Game Fest kind of got, I mean, other than, I'm going to say honestly, Microsoft, according to the internet, the Microsoft show was the one that was most watched. People watched it the most over and over again. But I think Nintendo was the one that had some of the best hidden gems because they dropped two games on us that were not even on Anyone's radar was coming, so they really came out and was like, "Hey, by the way, yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this. Oh, here's a new Metroid game. Oh, here's a new Warrior Wear game. Well, you weren't expecting that, yeah,
1: suckers.
0: <laughs> Psych, surprise.
1: <laughs> we got you this time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, and that's the thing is like, I think Nintendo. Everyone, I will. I am interested to see how Game Informer rates the different presentations because they do a scorecard every year they always rate nintendo low because you know it's not xbox and it's not playstation but i have to say nintendo did a good job this year because they really threw us for some curveballs and really that's what this expo should be for it shouldn't be for rehashing you know if you had a franchise and you didn't have a new game come out in about 19 years or 20 years or 10 years that's a great time to announce you're bringing a new game to this franchise, but I feel a lot of these big gaming companies that were supposed to be experimental and supposed to be on the cutting edge played it safe with just bringing out new games for their already established money earning franchises. I mm-hmm. don't think they took any risks, I don't think they did anything to bring back any of the nostalgia. I gotta give it to Nintendo for bringing out a Metroid game no one expected. And WarioWare, which it's a very niche amount of, you know, not everyone knows what WarioWare was. I mean, I didn't know what it was until I got my 3DS and then I played it. Mm. And I was like, and then I got addicted.
1: Yeah, I was there day one with uh, the first WarioWare and mm-hmm. and then went to Twisted, which is a brilliant, brilliant game. And, you know, if you played WarioWare, the 3DS, you probably played some of those mini games. They're the ones where you're twisting the system back and forth.
0: Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's it's they brought out stuff like they revived they probably are going they're probably now reviving the um the WarioWare franchise this Mm -hmm. this was their shot and this was this was them going we are doing this and this is where and it's not even like they're making you wait two years for it they're coming out later like at some point in time this year or beginning of next year. Like they're not sitting here saying, Oh no, you gotta wait another two years until you get it. Sorry. Psych. <laughs> like other than the few games they showed with the launch of the switch, which makes sense. They do take time to develop those. I have to say, I have to give it to Nintendo. They did a good job. They did a good job this year. And I think Microsoft did, did a pretty decent job this year too.
1: Right. Okay. We're going to take a short break so we can catch our breath. And Mm -hmm. we will have this day in gaming history. We will be talking FC3 and Chrissy will be quieting that uh, little yapper. The Irregulars, head over to www.patreon.com/fc3roc. We're part of the media division of Flower City Comic Con, based in Rochester, New York. We're a non-profit group. Everything we make off of Patreon and everything else we do goes right back into putting on our future conventions and other events, from reserving the facilities to bringing in guests. If you pledge any amount, even a slim dollar, you will receive improved access to my blog entries, where every Tuesday I go over current video game news and write retrospectives on old-school arcade games, all delivered conveniently to your inbox. There's plenty of other perks and rewards, and if you don't see what you're looking for, reach out to the crew. They'll be happy to work with you. Want to get a hold of us in particular? You can email Christy directly at krissi at fc3roc.org and me at J-A-M-E-S at F-C-3-R-O-C dot At the moment, we're still working out most social media matters, but we are indeed on Facebook at Gaming Street Irregulars. Chrissy and I are fairly frequently there sharing news and things we find cool, and begging, I mean asking, for your questions and answers to be used in upcoming episodes. Yeah, asking, that's the ticket. We love hearing from you all, whether you have praise, constructive criticism, or just want to share something cool and gaming-related yourselves. Also, wherever you find FC3 on social media, we're usually not too far behind, so if you reach out to them with something for us, they'll get it to us shortly. Legally speaking, all music, sound effects, voice clips, and so on are the properties of their respective owners. We make no claim to them and have no intention of profiting off of them. Please don't sue us. We have nothing you'd want. Welcome back, everybody. It's now time for this day in gaming history. And, you know, here's a series that I've wanted to see get repackaged into a compilation for the Switch or just about anywhere. Mega Man Battle Network had its third incarnation released in 2003 on the Game Boy Advance today, June 24th.
0: Oh, Battle Network. That was such a great series. That was a good retake on the Mega Man games.
1: Yes, and this one had both a blue version and a white version, kind of cribbing some notes from the Pokemon games, mm-hmm. where where you would need to have both versions and trade with other players and like that to get everything complete. Though since we're dealing with uh, little uh, microchip cards instead of actual uh, pocket monster creatures, maybe trading was a little easier in one regard. But then again, I don't know if Battle Network took off as big as Pokemon did, so it probably was more difficult in that regard.
0: Well, considering you know Battle Network had up to what five, six games, not not too shabby for for reviving the Mega Man series because that was the point of it was to be another retelling of the Mega Man games.
1: Right.
0: It actually rela- it launched a very successful cartoon both in Japan and America that got up to like five seasons. Yeah, of the same. Of the same story. <laughs>
1: yeah. And Pemi and I will be talking about that someday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's we've got a long, long list of shows to talk about. Most notably Dragon Ball, which ties in nicely to Flower City Comic Con this year.
0: Yep, we now have, to, we have two voice actors coming. The voice of Master Roshi and the voice of Bulma.
1: Yep, and those two characters have a history.
0: Oh my <laughs> god, I wonder if we're going to get any, like, any banter between the two of them if they put the tables next to each other
1: but that's not all. We had some announcements since our last podcast of guests. Mm-hmm. Just today, when as today when we're recording, not today when this is released, they announced actor, game show host and Broadway star, John O'Hurley.
0: I know. This is now this is the reason why my mom wants to go to the comic book convention.
1: I mentioned this to the FC3 team, but I loved seeing John O'Hurley when he played King Arthur in Monty Python spam a lot when my dad oh and my I saw God. it in Las Vegas.
0: He's, he's such an amazing actor. And the thing is, is like I told my mom, I was like, well, John O'Hurley's coming. And she goes, why do I know that name? I'm like, Google him. <laughs> oh, my God. I love him. He's so hot. I think I'll come to the convention now. Really? That's what it took to get you to come to the comic book convention?
1: You'd be surprised what it takes sometimes. It's like, all right. For some I'll people, come. it might be John O'Hurley. For others, it might be the other new announcement since our last oh, podcast. Yes. Al Snow.
0: Mm-hmm. We're taking bets on if he's bringing the head.
1: I'd imagine so.
0: I think see, I think he will too, but you know what? I, I've learned also by now, you never truly know.
1: Hmm. Yeah, this unpredictable pro wrestler, prominent in WWE's attitude era, will be joining us both days, as are John O'Hurley and the aforementioned voice actors, Mike McFarland and Tiffany Volmer. <laughs> and we've got more announcements inbound, including a, a, new pow- a returning Power Rangers guest. Mm-hmm.
0: Austin, with austin st john Saint that's James. right yep we're giving him his own we're gonna give him his apparently we're giving him his own walkie talkie this year
1: yeah there's a heck of a story behind that Plus, you,
0: yeah listen to um what was it uh nerd world news today our new world news
1: yeah you can go find that on youtube
0: yeah new nerd, nerd world news for the 21st of june chris talks about the story of why they have to give him his own walkie-talkie. Yes.
1: And of course, we've got artists, we've got cosplayers, we've got fan groups, we've got everything you could want in the convention at, except so far you. So, yep. if you feel safe and up to joining us in ter- in terms of mm-hmm. your uh, in terms of your comfort level right now cuz you know, we know and understand we're still coming off a pandemic and mm-hmm. in some places it's still going on. So, but we are bound and determined to do this as safely as possible, yep. because we want to see you next year too. So I think that just about covers everything.
0: Yeah, I think we got everything in, as much as we could, at least. If we missed anything, don't hesitate to bring it up on our Facebook page. Let us know.
1: Yeah, yeah, More than please. More we can to
0: talk to you guys there.
1: Please. Um, We're lonely.
0: Yeah, come, 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 come. Keep, Jean's keep james busy during the day please
1: yes but for now for chrissy harding i'm james irish thank you so much for tuning in to gaming street regulars and as always game on
0: bye everyone